kiddos. I've got a long one for you today. <laughs> I'm not even gonna. I'm not gonna edit that. I'm just gonna roll with it. It's Personal Trainer Daily, episode 31. We're live. Uh, today's topic is really important, and that's why I brought Claire Winter on to speak to me today. Um, this is a Facebook Live we did last week, and I thought it was amazing. Claire, in my life, uh, has been somebody who's been unbelievably supportive and helpful and is always full of great rational advice and just guidance. Like for me, I've got Lift the Bar, Pride and Joy of my career. I've got my MPT studio. I've got my MPT clients. Alongside that, I'm trying to be a full-time dad, full-time husband and all this stuff. And sometimes life gets on top of me and I start behaving in a very emotionally driven way. And right now, um, uh, it's very normal for a lot of trainers to be in a very emotional state, whether wondering whether or not they need to leave the commercial gym they're in to find somewhere more mobile or private, or whether or not they're going to leave the industry altogether. So I thought as a great idea that I'm going to bring to you the person that I go to when I need uh, a bit more rational thought that I'm than I'm capable of on my own. So it's my absolute pleasure to now play for you the interview I did with Claire in three in two, in one. Here we go. Right. Uh, Claire and I have sat in an office together on and off for the last seven years. We speak about this stuff all of the time. All the time. We see posts every now and again from people really questioning their role, whether it's at our gym, the workout. And at the moment, the big thing is, should I stick in the commercial gym that I'm working in? Uh, basically, almost like a career change of direction. Uh, sometimes people go in from thinking they need to be uh, in-person personal trainers online? Um, should people go mobile? Should people like look at the industry and think, do I still really want this? And the reason why I've asked Claire along today is because any time I've had an issue in the past, any single time I've had an issue in the past with uh, whether it is the direction of LTB, the direction of my gym, my PT business, my varying contrasting roles just somebody that absorbs like facts and like takes the emotion out of what you're trying to say and comes out with really coherent responses so i've put fucking loads of pressure on claire today now i've got to be and coherent you didn't tell me how to be coherent here, here's a bus straight under you go <laughs> so i thought uh, we had a couple of posts in the lift the bar group earlier on uh from our members who are look they're, they're considering leaving commercial gyms and are very nervous anxious that's a very heightened emotion and uh, in a couple of cases, I've seen people are also considering whether or not this is the right time to exit stage on the industry. Uh, so rather than it be like an interview thing, um, we, we've seen this before, right? We've seen yeah. this year after year after year after year. Um, when you see this, what's your initial thoughts on on what you see? You see we see a heightened response, like plea for help. How do you approach it? I think, first of all, it, if it's, it's easier said than done. Yeah. The best thing to do is to try and remove the emotion yeah. and the temporary situation that's causing it. Now, I appreciate that right now things are a little bit different. The temporary is a little bit longer and it's further reaching. It's not just the industry. It's not just commercial gyms. It's everyone everywhere doing anything. It's all yeah. different right now. So... The key thing is to take that emotion out because most of the time as human beings, we react to the emotion and what we love to do is compare the negatives of where we are now with the positives of a solution and assume 
that that's going to solve everything rather than evaluate what the pros and cons are of where we are now and what the pros and cons of the new situation yeah yeah completely because absolutely every situation every option you have comes with some negatives nothing very little in life comes with an absolute definitely positives nothing that's going to slightly irritate you or be a bit of a pain you just choose where you compromise you choose which things you're willing to put up with because the positive makes up for it yeah so there's always that evaluation but when we're emotional we kind of cut out all the stuff that might be negative about the other things we're considering and we just say this is annoying me this particular situation won't exist there let me go there so it's it's coming back to the facts a little bit more. It, it really is. Um, and, and that's um, that's something I, I've actually put on an Instagram post yesterday. I've, I've been taking Instagram seriously on my own profile for the last few few days. But um, I do the same thing every day. It's a drill. And it's something actually, obviously, we're, we're big fans of Kathy McDonald. And she's been a huge help in, time, in terms of our business, but also the way in which we individually operate. Um, and she has this uh, brilliant way of handling emotion, which is doing ABCD. And I love that. I love that as a thing. And if you're listening to this and you're going through heightened sense of emotions, I do recommend actually looking at the workshop she's done on that communication workshop and looking at the ABD, ABCD thing. ABDC? Well, it's not a band. It's not a rock band from the 80s, Claire. Heaven's sake. Uh, but I think it's an important thing to do. But I've actually got a step uh, aside, not even further or aside to that. Um, I've realised that if I get to the state where I need ABCD, I've not actually not taken care of myself in a good enough way. For me, now what I do is I go to the same spot every day, 10 minutes, no distractions, no phone, uh, nothing. And I just answer the one question, why am I feeling today the way I feel? And usually it allows me to like preempt little worries and anxieties and stuff that I've started to feel. And I know the immediate action steps needed that are necessary. If I give an example, um, I've been quite proactive. I like to think I'm quite proactive over the course of lockdown when it comes to supporting trainers. And Claire's been unbelievable as well. That whole LTB team has been, been really, really supportive and helpful. Like what we were able to do is on a daily basis, like very, very, without any emotion, think what's needed? What needs to happen here? How do we best support other people? How do we best support ourselves? Like, like it, was a t- it was time to shine. And what I'd suggest now is... For a lot of you, you're coming back into a slightly different situation and you're trying to make sense of what that situation might look like in six months time, in 12 months time, and what that means for your career. And let's be honest, what it means for how much money you're making. But the reality is, is that there's so much of the stuff that's out of your control. If you focus on that stuff, then you're never going to win. It doesn't matter what direction you think you need to go in. If you are ang- like anxiously trying to predict like whether gyms are going to be allowed more footfall or whether you're going to be able to do X, Y, or Z when it's somebody else's business, somebody else's rules, their business is following the rules that the government set, then there's so many things that are outside of your control that it's going to be very, very difficult for you to create a formal plan that gives you... Um, gives you kind of peace of mind that you're going in the right direction. So there's a couple of different ways you can go about this. You can go down the pathway of, right, I'm going to change my working situation. I'm going to seize control or what you can do. And this is kind of a little bit what Claire was was getting at a second ago is accept, like willingly accept it's going to be a difficult time. 
because it is, no matter where you go, this is going to be a difficult 12 to 18 months. And I promise you, if you earn a similar amount in 18 months time to what you did 18 months ago, you're probably doing all right. You're probably doing all right. Everybody's kind of had a little bit of a hit this year and some people are recovering. But the, where we are with things is that when you are left with knowing that it's going to be difficult, it's going to be a struggle, and a lot of things are out of your control, I find it laser focuses you on what is in your control. And there's so many things in every personal trainer's circumstance that is still in your control, whether you've got a thousand clients or you've lost everything and everyone. There are so many things that are inside your control, whether you're working in a commercial gym, whether you think about going mobile, whether you're going online, or whether or not you're thinking about exiting. There's so many things inside your control. Um, everything from how you literally plan your day, everything from literally how you engage and contact with people inside your immediate network of people. And I say your immediate network, friends, family, clients, friends of clients, friends of friends of clients. And we look at concentric circles. I, I love the notion of concentric circles and how far my influence is going outside of these things. Uh, so what my marketing strategy looks like alongside that, what my advertising strategy looks like alongside that, because there's still plenty of things people can do. If we take away the emotion and take away the anxiety of the things that you're not able to do or the things you don't know and replace that with things that you factually do, most people, I think, can navigate this situation a little bit easier. But that's, it's, I'm making it sound easy. It's not, is it? No. The, the, the trick is getting yourself, the trouble is when you're in a negative situation, mm. we become focused on that negative situation and what the issues are. And I think real tricky bit is to put that to one side and say and go into that problem solving mode of well, what are the positives what can I do what are the things I can do and bear in mind that absolutely everyone has been under a varying degree of stress whether it's a low grade kind of no I'm fine I've been through a fine through lockdown or whether it's been sort of more tangible that that's impacted everybody yeah, so yeah. Nobody's coming into this situation in a kind of like really energized, brilliant place right now. We've had this this low grade stress for a long time, which is going to make it tricky sometimes. And I think for a lot of people, and this applies to clients as well as trainers massively, some people have kind of it's you, you've dropped down a level in terms of kind of I'm I'm managing, it's yeah. okay, but it needs that little bit of extra impetus to actually make a change. And whether that's a client coming back to a gym or whether that's a trainer kind of having to find that energy to, to, to come up with the positives of the situation and to come up with a solution and to start putting a little bit of energy and, and giving that positive vibe out to try and attract more clients or with the clients they've got. It's difficult to dig that up sometimes when, yep. when you're coming from situation so yeah we do know it's, it's easy to say these things yeah but it, it is important to try and find some of those positives around your current situation if you're planning to stay and even if you're evaluating moving and to, to then use that to to give yourself that little bit of energy to move forward i i think everything obviously you just said is it's stuff you've mentioned in the office so many times i think it's so important for, for the guys to hear I also think this is actually a really, really good time to just scrap every not scrap everything in some of your business. So, <laughs> Please don't, don't, don't listen to Chris. <laughs> control or delete. Uh, no. Uh, so what, what I think is a good idea to do is actually just take away 
all the thoughts on the day-to-day operation of your business and think, why do I do this? What? Why? Why not? Like, for most, in my, I say most of us, I'm going to use my own self as a bias here. Look, academically wise, I probably would just about scrape a job selling TV curries. If I don't do this, what am I going to do? Like, I have to back this horse. I have to do this. This is the, the calling I've got, uh, working with people, supporting people, and allowing people a little bit of space to believe in themselves in the way that I believe in them. I love it. I love doing that. So the day-to-day operation of how that takes place, for some of you, you're going to be best at bringing that out in people in person. For some of you, you can bring that personality to an online setting. But unless people know that that's what you want to do, they're not going to want to do it. So if you're in this negative spiral of, I don't know where to go next, I'm worried about the gym, I'm worried about where I should do my job, Worry less about that for now. Uh, I, I know I'm trying to tell you not to worry when obviously you're going to worry. Everyone's going to worry. But actually put action steps in place. Where can I do the thing that I joined this industry to do easiest, fastest? And how can I do it with someone new today? Even if you're not getting paid for it. I've said this before and I'll say it again. If you're in this negative spiral of like the world's going to end, Sometimes you being responsible for providing somebody new with some hope that they can transform their life. Sometimes it's actually the catalyst for you transforming yours. I sound a bit Tony Robbinsy, but it's true. Like a spark, somebody new, a new face, a new name, a new set of circumstances, a new case study that, that lights a fire inside you to do your job to the best of your ability. Sometimes actually that's what's needed more than anything else. There's been plenty of times in the past whereby we've looked at um, like operationally, how can we do things better? How can we produce a new course, produce a new resource? How do we get excited again? And sometimes the only way to get excited is actually by adding more people into the environment we're in. Sometimes it gets us out of bed with a little bit more vibrancy in the morning when we know that we've got like new individual cases coming in for trainers that need individualized support or a new case. I've not heard of that situation before. That's great. Oh my God. I wonder how to approach that. And, and off we go. And it's the same for me in PT. It's the same for me in, um, in running the gym as well. And this is why up until literally last week, I did every consult in our gym for the last seven years, every single one. Nobody else had to do any. I love seeing new people. I love hearing new cases. I love listening to people. I love listening to what they want to achieve, whether they sign up or not. Like, it's great. But like for me, the feeling you get when you know there's somebody new and a new face coming into the building that believes in us, that's a big thing, isn't it? Like most trainers are needy. I, I admit I'm as needy as I'm probably the most needy person in the whole industry. And I need to know that I'm appreciated. I need to know that somebody values what's coming out of my mouth in relation to their very specific goals because they could choose like you know how to teach a squat i know how to teach a squat if we both if like if we're watching this now and if you're an ltb like if we wrote a full body program for somebody in a particular case study i bet there would be maybe a 10 15 deviation between what i would write and what you would write there's very little in terms of training ip that is new and novel what there is is how you package that and present that to a person and make them believe it's the best journey for them. 
we're very different in that respect. And that is where most clients, if they ever choose you, when they could have chosen in the UK 40,000 other trainers, maybe a million online trainers, they could have chose anyone. Could have chose anyone, but they didn't. They choose you. It's unbelievable. And that's why I do think most of you don't have a working location problem when it comes to where we go next. It's a helping people believe in themselves problem because you don't believe in you right now either, which is why if we go all the way back, why do you do this job? Why is it important? Why this? Why not sports massage? Why didn't you go down the physiotherapy route? Why don't you work with elite athletes? Why didn't you do the four-year free paid internship at a sports club to get your foot through the door there? Why general population? If you do that, then go and offer that service out. Even if it's for free for a week or so, if it's enough to light a fire in your belly again, most things will sort themselves out because you'll be working less on emotion and more on fat, like Claire said. Is that fair? Yeah, I think so. I mean, another thing you can do in terms of getting that feeling back sometimes is revisit some of the results you've had. Yeah, 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 yeah. Go back to some of the feedback you've had. It can be really difficult, particularly if you've lost sort of all your clients right now or you don't have many. Um, you can get stuck in your own head. Maybe you know your clients aren't getting results right now because they're all in a difficult position as well, trying to work out how their lives work right now. And I think that it can make you question your own abilities. Yeah. So go back, look at the testimonials you've had in the past, look at the results you've got in the past. Even if they're not, you can always find something wrong with them. So don't don't do that. Look for those moments when a client's had a win however big, however small, or where you've had a win, whether it's something the client didn't even notice, but you tried out a new cue and it worked, the client actually did what you wanted them to do, and you get that little yes moment, go back to those, think about those, remind yourself that you do know what you're doing, you are doing a good job, you are making a difference to people's lives, and what it is that's given you that buzz in the past, even if you're not getting it right now because of the current circumstances. You know how much... um... At, at curious, I'm a relentless soundbite whore. I want feedback all the time. I ask questions like to our entire base. Um, is there a point in time where you know you'd have stopped training without our support? And when you get the feedback and you ask that question, be willing to ask that question, you get the feedback come through. It's so meaningful. It reminds you so clearly, like you say, it reminds you so clearly about why this is the most rewarding job in the world, even if most of the time it's not the most lucrative. It's the most rewarding, even if it's not the most lucrative. But again, if you wanted the most lucrative, you shouldn't have chosen this industry anyway. Like right now, go and sell hand sanitizer for a living. (laughs) Or sell Diet Coke to lift the bar. Sell Diet Coke to us. You're selling millions, millions, I tell you. Uh, but but it's true. Like, this is uh, an important thing for all of you to do. Revisit why is this is the pathway you chose. Um, and then, like, audit yourself. And if you don't want to audit yourself, like, get a colleague to audit you. Look at the messaging you're putting out to the world. Does it tally with how you want to be seen and who you are? Like, who do you want to be known as? Is your content actually doing that? Are you just another person posting, you need a calorie deficit? 
Or are you somebody that is genuinely showing that you're invested in people's journeys? You know, there's a lot of ways we can look at things. But if you want to be um, in a different mindset, in a different position to where you are now, if you're contemplating a career shift, whether it is a location or an industry change, there's no escape in the fact you need to review why this job matters to you and how you doing your job has mattered to other people in the past and how we can set about seeing more people who's like where your work will matter in the future. If you do that, you'll still be here in a year's time. You'll be enjoying it again. And again, money aside, it might not be the most lucrative thing in the world, but I promise you it'll be the most rewarding. Um, have you got anything to add? I just think just going on, like you said about the messages out to the world, one of the things I would say now is try and just make sure they're, they're relevant to now. Yeah. If Because I'm kind of seeing, and I know you've, you've obviously mentioned this in other lives recently, but, but there's a lot of stuff where people have kind of gone back to, back to normal, whatever it is in terms of their messages. Yeah. Whereas the audience, anyone that was comfortable coming back to a gym straight away is back. So anyone that's not back has some reservations or something else going on that means they haven't been able to. So yeah. it might be that they had to wait till kids go back to school or something yeah, like yeah. that. But making it relevant to now, what your clients are getting out of working with you now, which might be different to what it was nine months, a year ago. A year ago, it might have been all about the weight loss for them. Now it might be about the fact that it's something that they can control, going back to the, the advice we've already said from you, for you guys, that something that they can control in a world where they might not have the same level, or nobody's got the same level of control as they had before, because we've all got rules we need to follow. Um, they can control their, their exercise, and it gives them that little bit of space to, to do something, to get that activity. That might be more for them now, more important for them now, and it, that kind of stuff that might give people that little bit of an extra push that I mentioned they're going to need because they've all settled into a little bit of a, a, a rut and a, a kind of this is what I do and it's safe and it's, it's kind of a bit flat, but this is what I do. Um, so, so make sure that what you're putting out tells people why working with you wherever you work on whatever platform, whatever format is safe and effective and helpful to their lives right now. Oh, I couldn't agree more. Uh, I keep, I used to, yeah, school of thought. I was thinking about um, when we had to close the gym, when we had to close Curious and lockdown, we had tears. I, I was crying. I, I'm not crying, you're crying. And it was like that for about a week. But it wasn't as uh, impactful as the, the tears of joy that people had when they come back because they finally felt like they had their time back and their space and that they were listened to again that their goals were listened to. Now, we did all the stuff on Zoom, but actually them having a space and a place to go, they had a place to go to spend on themselves, to improve them, to be listened to, to, like, for the want of a better phrase, them not to be looking at making everyone else their priority, but in fact, they are someone else's. They're your priority for that hour, right? They're, They're completely your priority for that amount of time. And the amount of people that missed that during lockdown is astonishing. So how many people, I wonder, have returned to a commercial gym or have not returned to fitness at all who would genuinely value being listened to? It could be fitness. It could be be anything. Uh, It it could be so many different things. But your, your manifestation of solving this problem 
of people not having a space where they're listened to or feel valued or feel like they're important or feel like their goals and aspirations are important, you provide that. That's what your job is. It's just you manifest that in squats, lunges, and, you know, program cards and calorie deficits, whatever it may be. But that's what people find important. So, ah, go and tell people. Uh, you're, you're so right. People miss it. Yeah. And in a commercial gym, it's exactly the same. Yeah, yeah, completely. You should be really championing why having a personal trainer in a commercial gym is a completely different experience to not having a personal trainer in a commercial gym. When you just come in, you go and get on the cross trainer. That's my choice. Um, treadmill, you go and use whichever weights it is you want to do. You do the stuff, you leave. And particularly now where you can't interact with people because you're just separated and all of that's going on. Coming and having a personal trainer there, whether that's because they've set up their space and you know you're not going to have to walk around the gym. You know that you've got your space to train but also that you've got someone to listen to and you've got a little bit of a, a, a personal connection. You've, you've, you've got a, another adult. You've got that time for you, but you've also got some somebody in your corner and you haven't got to worry about whether the person before you wipe something down or not and, and all of that because you know that it's just you in this space for that time. It's huge. So so celebrate, make, make, make everyone aware that, you know, if they're going to a commercial gym, they're much better off having a personal trainer in a commercial gym yeah. than just going and using the kit. We shorten the distance to the goal, right? Like the difference between somebody exercising, ultimately when they exercise, the distance between what they know and what they get from exercise is very long. It's a very, very long distance. Like reps, sets, exercise selection, exercise execution, uh, rest, uh, volume, intensity, there's a lot of decisions to make. If they want to learn this for themselves, it's going to be years unless they're incredibly body aware. You're there that narrows the gap between what they know and what they get because what you know will shortcut all of their need to. So that's another important selling point of where PT is right now. And never has that been more important for you to understand how you deliver that in a two meter by two meter square with ideally some bands, some kit, so people don't have to walk around gyms. Honestly, if I was in a commercial gym right now, I know the situation is incredibly bad. I would mark out a zone where I stood pretty much all day and all clients are working that zone. I would make it in as like, not in the way, but I'd make it as visible as I possibly could. I'd have parallettes. I'd have resistance bands. I'd use NT loops. I love them. I'd use glute bands. I'd um, nick a set of dumbbells and a kettlebell as well. And I would make sure that my sessions were visually sexy as hell. I'd make sure I was like Elvis in that room. I'd be king, the lead singer of the band. And every single person would know in that room that my client was getting the experience of a lifetime every single time without fail. I'd have no going from the squat rack to a leg press, to a leg extension, to a hamstring curl, to a lat pull down, just because that kit exists there. No chance. Absolutely no chance. I would use as minimal heavy machinery as I possibly could because I'd want the entire gym revolving around me, moving around me. Uh, again, I've got no problem. Uh, I'm, I'm actually quite a, a, a very private and introverted person, but when I go to work, nah, ah, 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 get out there. 
<laughs> make sure people know what I'm doing. Uh, I think we've gone for ages. That's yeah, us. I think we've 